Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks I'll get through this one clean I believe you, I believe in you can you, are you picking up the dog in the water bowl? <laughs> 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 Welcome to Measuring right, Flicks. All right, here we go for real. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks, the film appreciation podcast that plays a favorite song. <laughs> <I am> Carl <laughs> He nailed it, but he's like, that was too good. I got to laugh at the end of this. If I, I got to crash this train. <laughs> uh, and I'm Max Peterson. And it is part, we're back. We're back in the studio for what is now just suddenly become... Jeff Morgan month. Jeff month. Welcome Woo! back to the studio, Jeffrey T. Morgan. Thank Jeff, you, say hello thank to everyone. You. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me back, man. Absolutely, dude. We glad. had so much fun on the last ah. one. It's like, let's get this guy back for like every episode. Yeah, I know. Yes. And, and I don't, perpetuity. I don't want to jinx us because we did just like pick four movies, but uh, two for two, guys. Holy <laughs> <I> know, shit. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> well, I, you know, to be fair, like we're literally picking from like the AFI top 100 of Seriously, all time. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. I have to watch what today? <laughs> then, then, I oh. leave, then I leave and you guys are like, oh, we got to watch that Halloween yeah, yeah. movie or we got to watch, you know, whatever. Dude, you saved us because the Halloween, we did the Halloween Ends episode like the day after we so we sat down with you and we sat down. We're like, hey, there was good energy in the studio. Let's go. By the end of Halloween Ends, Carl's like, I'm a fucking migraine. No, I'm like, I my notes are on the floor. I literally oh said, God. I can't do it anymore. It's a, yeah. pa- it's a palate cleanser. Moment, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the palate cleanser, yes, guys. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. welcome back. We haven't even <laughs> spoken to each other or looked each other in the face since the Halloween episode. <laughs> it was a shameful thing. It was. Um, so so you loved it. It was great. It was I'd say the Yo Jimbo of our generation. Oh, well. <laughs> ten out of ten, except that it more like no, dude. Yeah. The opposite <laughs> of that. Holy shit. That was like rage in the episode. But and yet startlingly fun. It was very fun. The episode to, was fun, not the movie. No, cutting, that that yes. cutting that film to pieces was yeah. just like, wow, this is yeah. what a good time. You know, it is funny because like you, you, we all in here respect so much how hard it is to make a movie. Yes. So it does. It is nice when once in a while you're like, no, this movie deserves it, and we're mm-hmm. going all in yep. on it. You know, yeah, like, you, you got to pile on every once in a while. Try to like, like you know, give credit where credit's due. Right, right. We like to be the positive. The positive. We past. are. We are. And right. we, dude, we said nice shit about that movie. Yeah, like, like uh, what? Name one right now. <laughs> don't ever watch it. It's a uh, piece of shit. The, <laughs> no, I mean, okay. Genuinely, the acting for many of the actors in it are doing pretty good work. Yeah. They're just given shit to work with. Correct. There's a lot of excellent seeds that there are interesting ideas early on mm-hmm. that are shot well that could have made for a really cool movie, and then they just shit the bed like halfway through. Yeah. So the f- early part of the movie. Is actually kind of enjoyable. That's really, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I, 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 I'm very critical of myself, or, or maybe let's say cautious of myself, because when I read a script, like for something I'm going to work on, I only see it in the best light. Yeah. So like, I'll read something it's like really bad, and I'll be like, "This is going to be amazing." Right. <laughs> and, and and like, but what I'm doing in my head is I'm like, I don't want to say making changes, but I'm like editing it right, and the performance mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. right, and all this stuff. And if it doesn't go that way, right. so I see the like eleven out of ten version of everything I work, which is, I guess is a better. Than That's the a good thing for a filmmaker to have, yeah. I think, especially when it's but a it, project. But it definitely can blind me a little bit. Sure, to, to it is. But I think it's more beneficial than harmful because if you've got if you've got energy, and even if the thing is shitty, if right. you've got energy and you believe in it, you'll end up with a Roger Corman film. Sure. So maybe right. it's not like. 
perfect, you know, but right. you can see the love in it and then it becomes Because those are those movies that are so bad they're good when you yeah. can feel the love in the room. Right. The, like Karen Attention was made was yes. given. Yeah. Or even that everyone are... even if Karen Attention was not given, if everyone's having fun, correct. Like, dude, the the what is it called? It's like the beast from ten thousand leagues or whatever. Yeah. That movie sucks tremendously. I think you've got bread. You guys talk about tremendous, tremendous sucking. I'll tremendous be back. All right. Well, uh that's an awkward way to sort of just leave the room. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I was I was thinking today that yes. my my kids like when I'm long gone could come back and listen to this. Yes. To, to go, well, who was my dad? And that brings us and to tremendous sucking. tremendous sucking. Yes. <laughs> it's all it's all part of the journal of your life <laughs> now. Life. And they're like, and you know what? They'll be like, yeah, that that sounds. He's like, well, that tracks. That's, It'll that's, be part of the slideshow at the funeral. They'll be like in an audio clip from his appearance. <laughs> the measuring clips of everything. Yes, oh, like, tremendous sucking. Tremendous okay, we're gonna go on to the, the next life of Jeff Morgan. <laughs> Um, all right, I want to dive right in because honestly, yeah, I don't think I have a single bad thing to say about this movie. Unsurprisingly, the only bad thing I have to say about this movie, and there is only one, mm-hmm. I'll get it out of you the way up top. One. Well, wait, is save it, it for when we're talking about the film, and then you can poo poo on it as the first thing we say about it. But I want to thank the patrons, so okay, I don't have fine. to think about mm-hmm. it anymore. Patreon.com slash Quillenfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. If you like the show and want to support it, head on over there. You can find out more about how to do that, and you can hear me read your name uh, mostly correctly most of the time on the podcast. goes a little something like this. We would love to thank. Today, she's going up top because she just saved my bacon, Casey Scheibe. Casey, thank you. So- I love the left ear music I'm getting from Jeff. This is killer. Casey Scheibe, you're an American hero. You're changing the tenor of it, too, because now I feel like I'm like Patton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely got you there. Casey Scheibe, you've done a service to your country and your favorite film appreciation podcast, and you'll live in our hearts and minds forever. Um, We'd also like to thank John Scheibe, William Rockwood, Stian Bu, Daniele Hartelli, Connor Sweeney, hope you recover fast. Yeah, man, uh, better soon, we but. were going to have him on tomorrow morning for Everything Everywhere All at Once, but he has children, and children are Petri dishes. Oh, and correct. so he is, I think he said something like he was bleeding from the eyes, mm-hmm. and that his days were numbered. Man. Somewhere in that number, one of those days will be here yes. to do to do the podcast. And I have priorities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, listen, I understand. I can't read my notes due to the amount of blood gushing from my eyeballs. Your wife can hold your you continue. She got to let go now, though. <laughs> she can continue to hold your hand in a few hours, mm. but we have a film to watch. Connor, right. come on, time is money, <laughs> time is money. <laughs> and your time is limited. You it, keep telling me it just won every award. So oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I know. I was like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and avoid the Oscars. And the next day, I was like, Instagram. I was yeah. just scrolling yep. in yeah. everybody's picture. Way, way to go, Brendan, too, man. <laughs> For sure, it's all heart and key Quan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, it's, Kikon Hui? I, I saw the picture. Oh, yeah, Did you see no, the picture of Indy Rock, hugging Short, short Round yeah. and yeah. Harrison Ford hugging? Yep. And I'm so like, cute. dude, what an, two inspirational stories, yep. two inspirational Oscars, but they fucked Pig over, so they're dead to me. Um, thank you, David <laughs> Rowney. Thank you, Kelly and Mike Wagner, Brian Jackson, Sister Sarah Hartley, Jeffrey T. Morgan hey, at right the there. table he's with right us there. today. Do, 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 Katie, <laughs> Katie Clark. Yeah, that's your cue. That's Bring the music cue. back. <laughs> Get Marconi on it. Katie, Katie yeah. Boom, chomp, boom, chomp, boom, chomp. Oh, we're, yeah, we're going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you, Katie Clark, Leslie Ty, Baloney Shoes, Mariah Rosado, who I will be seeing pretty shortly, actually. Oh, yeah, Bird, yeah, yeah. yeah, Bird and I are going to Chicago for oh. our tenure. Uh, David Breda, Hunter Watson, Schwaz, uh, and as always, mad shout out to the East Coast. 
Kevin Ramirez, wheresoever you may be, sir. And um, I always like to give a special shout out when she's going to be on the show. Michelle Perez will be with us this Saturday. And we'll be with her on this Wednesday. Well, we're recording Wednesday, but dropping Saturday morning. So Saturday morning, you can hear us talk to Michelle Perez. And then Saturday night, we will be drunk with Michelle Perez. (laughs) She can drop all the F-bombs she wants. Oh, she can. There ain't no FCC on this beast. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) in memoriam, Jeff Morgan. Uh, we, uh, today we are talking about Let's dive right in yeah, man. We are cracking the seal Wait let's get this out of the way up top yeah. When I'm saying names on this show mm-hmm. Are we westernizing or am I going to use That's their... a great question I am always a fan of saying it the way that their moms would have said it That's like, that's right. what I was yeah. thinking Yeah, I think I can do it in my head So like for those of you Just so we avoid confusion right off the top What we're talking about today Westernized just because this is how it's most commonly heard um, we are talking about 1961's Yojimbo, directed by Akira Kurosawa. But from now on, I'll I'll try and say everyone's name as they would be said in Japanese, because yep. it feels like like it like respectful. Yeah, no, it does. All right. Yep. So, <laughs> so one second story. I had a friend knew him for like five years. Name was Peter. Great guy. He had a, a master's degree in psychology. He was from Poland. And then one day, someone like somebody said, or I saw his name written P I O T R. I was mm-hmm. like. Hey, Peter, how do you say your name? He's like, oh, Peter's fine. I'm like, how does your mom say your name? And he's like, oh, Piotr. Yeah, Piotr. And like, whatever. And I was like, oh, like, and I tried to say, he's like, oh, no, it's fine. I was like, Dude, that's what your mom. I'm gonna call you like, your name. Right. Yeah, oh don't make gosh. me be. I don't want to be rude. No, or, it's fine. I mean, no, it isn't. Clearly, if you're saying it's fine. Yeah, but it's it, but fine. And, and it was it's it was. Fine. But it was right, like, man, right. let me try. I'd rather butcher it trying. To say it right? Yeah, you should hear some of the episodes where I called Steinberg. Stein Bowie. Stein, Stein, Steinberg. <laughs> Dude, well, I I was not nailing it. So but. I was actually trying to bring this up because I wish you guys would start pronouncing my name correctly. Sure. So, what so is it? The J is silent. The yeah. E is hard. E free. Perfect. No, no. The second E is soft. E fray. Well, the second, but you pronounce both F's. Jeffrey did Jeff. No, no. F. Or is it Is it good or is it fine? It's like Johnny the Hymocytal Maniac. It's like by knee. It's like Eve Saint Laurent. Oh yeah, there we go. Eve Saint Laurent. Oh my. Let's just so I have a break point for my fun trailer. Today we are talking about 1961's Yo Jimbo. The sun is high. And the wind is a song in the grass. The sky is blue and the road is dirt. A man is walking and we're walking with him, which is gross because he smells really bad. You can tell just by looking at him. Meet the sunflower guy. Scruffy, carefree, much too blasé about his travel plans, and so fucking cool that even watching him slouch around on screen is a pinnacle sexual experience. Mm. The sunflower samurai. We love this guy. Now. Welcome to shit fucking sucksville, USA. Except it's in Japan, and it fucking sucks. Wild dogs trotting around with bloody severed arms in their mouths. Ghoulish casket makers uncomfortably focused on capitalism. Streets littered with the dismembered dead. And not one single goddamn prostitute at all. Uh, sex workers? Not one single goddamn sex workers at all. Sure there are. That's the principal industry of the town's original criminal gang. Original criminal gang? 
yes, the guy with the guy with the gun splintered off that first gang to form his own gang, believing the original gang was a sort of fading, fangless beast fossilized into the old way of doing things. Oh, so it's two criminal gangs terrorizing and exploiting a populace for political power and their own delusional economic aspirations, despite the utter devastation and suffering they wreak on the very society upon which they depend for existence, backed up by vastly wealthy commercial interests who are themselves deeply enmeshed within local power structures? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's just like the two-party system in America! Akira Kurosawa got something to say? Un undoubtedly. I was gonna say a fistful of dollars, but... Good observation. The Clint Eastwood movie? Yeah. How? Because it's... Exactly the same situation. Fistful of Dollars is a western remake of Yojimbo. Nameless loner rolls into town, plays two rival gangs against each other, leaves with his pockets full in the town in ruins, ending with some melancholy and tragic sense of honor and justice powder filtering the stark horror of a city transmogrified into an abattoir. It's a classic trope. So, so is Clint Eastwood the Libertarian Party, then? What? Uh, oh, uh, no. In your metaphor... Mifune Toshiro and Yojimbo would probably be a better analog for the Libertarian Party, but the metaphor doesn't take into account the periods of cultural and political upheaval the film is set in, and also that it was shot or shot during distinct periods First and foremost, yeah, what a dude. fucking kick-ass soundtrack! Man, <laughs> so good. So I was trying to stay a little bit away from the um, from the 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 IMDb trivia because it was kind of like, I and mean, I've got I've got it all printed out here, but it was like good. So, I avoided it entirely, so you're some, on point sometimes, on that. Well, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, but like, right. but one is like, I didn't know Akira Kurosawa. He always gave his composers like just one week to compose the whole Jeez. film, and this one's the same. And he's the only instruction he gave him because I guess he didn't care. He's like, don't make it sound like a boring drama samurai movie that's it fucking normal. does it no, man no it's kind of almost halfway to cowboy bebop jazz yes, it is yep. i was gonna say this is so this is like the period this is 1961 so this it feels like a 60s soundtrack mm -hmm. there's a collection on the criterion channel which also has yojimbo right now which is where i watched it um that's uh japanese noir and if you listen to like Ooh. early or like watch those early japanese noirs like uh, occult is my passport or stray dog a lot of those have soundtracks like this where there's shit in there that's just like boom, boom, and then there's like keys in the background and you're like yeah. I'm like I'm not I don't I love this sound it's like you can hear it it's like yeah. early seat belts yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I, early seat belts like not, the seat belts grandfathers yeah. are scoring this shit I'll say like yeah my boys were like a little they were like oh this score is weird you it know? is and, weird and they're right and yeah. because but it's like you know, it's unexpected and, you know, and I do think that they were like, try, that the composer's trying new things. I feel yeah. like that. I feel like they're trying to have a little fun. And I'm going to get, here's his name, um, Masaru Sato. Masaru Sato? Masaru Sato. Which reminds me, let me run cast and crew. So this is directed by uh, Kurosawa Akira, starring Mifune Toshiro, 
Nakarai Tatsuya, Tsukasa Yoko, Yamada Isuzu, Kato Daisuke, Kawaza Saizaburo, Shimura Takashi, and hold on, there was one other guy I really wanted to get. He's the old man, Tono Aijiro. And then one one more because it's the fucking, yeah, here he is, the the comical sheriff guy, Sawamura Ikkyo. So I apologize for all of the ones that I butchered. Uh, this cast is so awesome. They're so good. There's a there's another collection on Criterion that's just Mifune Toshiro's um, movies. Yeah. yeah. Holy He's, shit. I, I, so, okay, this is a great one to start because, I, and I'm genuinely asking this, has anyone ever acted that has more gravitas than him? I don't think so. Like, like, oh my I'm, God. like, 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 and I'm not, and I'm, I'm saying that kind of allegorically, but not really. Mm. Like, what a command! And like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. From the back of his head in the first shot, he's got you can see his face for most of it. Just the way he shrugs and carries yeah. himself. And 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 it was, and it, and I think it works both ways. Like when he's the young, young uh, upstart in Seven Samurai versus this kind of older, wiser guy. Like he's like grungy and grimy and whatever, but so commanding and maybe sexy. Yeah, I think oh, so. totally I would sexy. Give him that, yeah. Like, like, like you look at still image, not so much, but like five seconds of watching him talk or move, you're like, oh. mm-hmm. dude, he's got it's it's literally perfect facial hair. He, okay, so there's a movie that we talked about recently, Collateral, kind of yeah. like we mentioned oh. it. Mentioned it, yeah. Tom Cruise in Collateral has like a like a like a Mifune Toshiro yes. thing going on yes. where he looks like a wolf. Like if a human being was a wolf, yeah. it'd be that guy. Yeah. The hair, like Bird pointed out, uh, his hairline at one point. She's like, "Look at, look at how fucking per- like sharp that point is, mm, right yeah. where his like his hairline is." The top knot looks cool as fuck. The samurai sword looks yeah. cool as fuck. He's always grinning. He's always slouching while people are threatening his life. There's a whole like aura to this yeah. guy. There's mm-hmm. a whole vibe. Hundred percent in his mannerisms and his habits you can see why this is Bosch's favorite his, film oh my god and, absolutely and I'll compare it to and you you mentioned this during Dark City you mentioned um, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub yeah. Um, yeah which are great yeah they are but that actor does not have the no. same he's awesome he's but awesome he works for that character because the Lone Wolf and Cub the that that Ronin character mm-hmm. is different mm-hmm. than a lot of the Ronin that this guy's playing right which is um that dude is like dead behind the eyes, fully resolved to his fate, like blood. He, those movies are blood soaked, but yeah. none of it affects him. There's right. never you never see him like erupt into rage. It's always just like a stony sort of like he's slaughtering his way across. Right. There's the a lot country. more personality here. Yeah, sure. that dude yeah. plays what he needs to play, which is like a man who is who's di- who has already died, and now he and his son have elected to live their lives right. as demons, whereas like. You, you were talking about off mic a little bit about how this movie has like larger themes going yeah. on and I think one of the biggest themes that goes on in here is honor and the the difference between an honorable man and men of commerce and greed right mm-hmm. so like there's there's a, we'll get into it as we go through the notes and stuff but like if you throughout this movie he keeps saying to the old man um you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get whoever pays me more. I'll be their bodyguard. You know, I'm going to be yeah, bodyguard yeah, yeah. forever pays me more. And the guy's mm-hmm. like, what some samurai you are. All you talk about is money. And we see him accept money from both of these guys a ton of times. Yep. But he never. Never takes it. You realize he never gets paid. 
Yep. Correct. He, he takes money away. from he them and away. then he'll either throw the money back in their face like, fuck you, you've insulted me. Or he'll take the money and give it to someone else who say, needs it uh, more. All right, see you around. Yeah. Be, <laughs> that's it. Exactly. Or he'll like straight up refuse money. He'll be like, you're being too cheap or whatever. And you realize like at the end, there is a moment where they offer him something. And they're basically saying like, there's, they turn... They turn an act of dishonor into an act of commerce when they tell him right. to give up the woman, right? Right. And they say, like, if you tell us where the woman is, mm-hmm. in exchange for that, I will let you live. I will give you your life. <clears throat> and they even make that thing, like, transactional. Right. It becomes commerce. And he refuses. Yeah. Like, and well, I want to save it till we get to that yeah. moment. But, like, I think that's one of the one of the big things that that's going on in this movie. And I think that's why they pick silk and sake. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Silk is like a very traditional, um, like commercial good, mm-hmm. but sake in this movie, even though everybody's kind of like drinking, drinking it, drinking it, it, yeah. it seems to represent, it seems kind of more, they, they hammer on gamblers and gambling oh, sure. and yeah, vice yeah. and, yeah. There's brothels and women and everyone is thieves mm-hmm. and everyone's branded and tattooed. They're all criminals. And I feel like I feel like it's like we're looking at like a scales. Yeah. And on one scale is like the silk trade, which is this town's natural commerce. Right. Before the, the gangs showed up and yeah. then the with the gamblers and the two the two rival gangs, we got like this big giant sake right. factory as right. well. Or right out the gate, I love the um Throwing the stick to decide yes. which way he'll go. Yes. Last man standing, he spins a bottle. Less good yeah. movie yeah. of the same. This is that movie. It. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. So Last Man Standing is this movie. Fistful of Dollars. Fistful of Dollars, the first Fistful, one? Yes. What's the se- the second one is Fistful of Dollars? A few dollars more. Well, and what's then the, fist- the bad of the ugly? Yeah, but no, you're right. Like mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 it starts with this immediate close up of his head, very close, and he scratches it in the first shot. Just and 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 just setting him up as this dirty, poor sm- I can you can smell him. Mm-hmm. You know, you're oh, watching you totally. this, you can just totally smell him. And I I, I it was kind of funny because I kept laughing because I just imagine his arm scratching his like hairy belly button the whole movie because yeah, he's got his hands the whole time his, with his hands in Everyone's his, always got their hands in their shirt. Yeah, it's it. so fun. Can't keep their hands off their They must yeah. be so comfy all the time. I know. And I don't They look really comfortable. <laughs> they do. They do look really comfortable. It's smelly. Yeah, it's and dirty. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. I don't want to like overly state this, but it um I think I'm going to have a through line today <clears throat> of how of the things that uh that the imitators missed. And I think that this is one of them where we rarely see our um our antagonists uh uh being so um down and gross and disgusting. Protagonists. Protagonists. Sorry. Sure. Yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah, being so down and gross and disgusting and like l- literally doing everything they can to be unappealing right like, like really trying very hard to be and, He's a and bum. yeah he is and i do think that it <clears throat> excuse me i think it is on purpose here mm-hmm. so so it's not just to say like this is the unexpected hero it's literally i, I think it's more to say like th- in as much as it, you know, he's an amazing swordsman, but to say anybody could do this even this lowly dog yeah. had what it took to fix this problem you know, no. I you found the I town t- on accident. I totally but, agree, yeah. but I also think that I think there's like another element to it. Like it, this could be anybody. He happens to be like a master Highly swordsman. Skilled. Yeah, right. he's like a total like badass master swordsman. But but I think be given the like broad context is like anybody could be like a person of honor like this man yeah. is. All right, you guys continue to talk. Yeah. I gotta go grab bread. 
Well, that's that's kind of what I mean is that because I think throughout the story they go out of their way to show people who could have stopped this before it all happened. along the way, yeah. like the the two merchants who chose sides instead yep. of raising an alarm, the well, corrupt the corrupt constable who shows up, the constable, and then the not the magistrate, the inspector that comes yeah. in that yes. supposedly works for the, the uh, overseer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they're not even the people are supposed to be. Right, like maintaining law right. and order or not. Right, and the townspeople who like gave in, and the the local, um, let's say, aspiring cell swords who just chose yep, a exactly. gang side. Yeah, they, of they just back. picked sake or cell. Yeah, and right? the and even the farmers whose sons are running off and joining this instead of banding together, right. they just you know say this really sort of just oh. give up. Yeah, and That's I'm not and I'm not victim shaming. No, but no, no, it, of but, course not. But it is. But I do think, and I think that especially given what what um, uh, Sanjuro would have been worth. At that time in history, would have been dirt. Like yeah. he would have been a masterless, you know, samurai, like right, who right. like assumed to have betrayed his, you know, previous master and like wander the countryside, you know, waiting to die and uh, a failure. They would mm-hmm. have, you know, and and yet here he is, the one who comes in and changes. The everything. Ronin is such an interesting character because it it doesn't and can't exist outside of Japanese culture. Right, there right. is no, no parallel, parallel in, in exactly. any other culture. Which the gunslinger is, isn't doesn't have a no the. So like with a with Ronin in Japanese like samurai films, you have two types of Ronin. You've mm-hmm. got the like the Ronin that end up being like the the criminal bad dudes who usually get right. hacked through by the other Ronin. Right. right. And that dude is just a masterless samurai who's like is dishonored by default because he's a masterless samurai, Correct. but is still striving to uphold the like right. um, the like ethic and ethos of Bushido. Right. And usually that's like the that's like the epitome of the Japanese tragic character from their like historical right. dramas, right. essentially. That's yeah. the that's their big like tragic well, that's hero. A, that's like the the pure <laughs> definition of the tragic hero, right? Right. Because totally. there's you don't get any more yeah. pure than that. And really? I guess I guess what's missing in the gunslinger thing that you brought up would be I mean like just off the top of my head it would you'd almost have to have been a priest right. who or then a becomes a or yeah who yeah. becomes like a gunslinger him. because because basically gunslingers are just sociopaths you can have you know, without it. yeah well you can have a yeah, gun without that they're just fucking crazy you can, yeah. you can have like a moral gunslinger like the right. good the bad and the ugly and you can have a gunslinger with a code like mm-hmm. a code of honor like Shane right but because that's not a societally imposed right. code of right. honor that has like literally an almost like priest class religion built into it right. it just doesn't have the same gravitas right. as like the a, a well done like ronin yeah. character yeah does. and it's it's crazy right cuz it's this society and and like so it's funny too cuz i've taken a lot of japanese history and art and architecture classes and zen studies classes over the years and martial arts stuff too but um it, it's, it's sometimes if you're ever intimidated by like getting into a new culture well, sometimes it's really fun. Just watch a movie like this mm-hmm. and and pause it and say, "Why is sake such a big deal in Yojimbo?" Right, and you'll learn a lot about right. that culture. Like, and it's a much more fun way to get into it as opposed right. to like, "I'm going to go take a class and right, study right. this for eight years." You know, in like 1694, turn to chapter six. No, just Jeff, drink, wake up, drink yeah. sake, <laughs> and watch uh, Kurosawa. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just if you put some swords in this book, it'll be much cooler. <laughs> no, read no Shogun. shit. Read two volumes. Swords of makes all books better. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, honestly. Yeah. But like, swords make all books better? You've had a long day. It's been and a we, long day. Month. Week, month. The sword is mightier than the pen. It I is. I mean, wait. Hey, you know. <laughs> well, but it's, in, and, and not, again, to oversimplify, but Jap- Japan has always had this really 
uh, amazing to study dichotomy throughout its history. Like right now, like they're they're still this very conservative family built oh, structure. Absolutely. However, yeah. the those who rebel against that and and you know with hentai and mm-hmm. and sexual exploration and freedoms and stuff like that, and they're the outcasts, but they don't step down on it, right? Like they allow it, and and right. so it, it creates this really broad cultural divide that maybe is only you know in America we have it too but we right. very much have the gray yeah, much yeah, more yeah. I think than, than it feels like they do at least in what right. they export and, and why what? did I bring up hentai why because that's uh, the first it's the best I'm so sorry I mean I know what's hentai <laughs> I think of I think of like the three things I'm like yeah Japanese culture Japanese culture sushi, <laughs> sake, I guess it's the extreme right I was going yeah, for the extreme yeah That's like what's what's, what's the it. most extreme I was trying not to say panties in, in vending machines and said I, went I did it actually for the you. word hentai just me there is like there are values that are kind of like baked in and you see it more mm-hmm. in like historical mm-hmm. uh, fiction like this like 1961 this is Yojimbo um, Rashomon yeah. uh, Hidden Fortress Seven Samurai you can really see like like even when they're paying off the inspector from Edo when yeah. they pay off him and his men the way that that is formally done where they set the they set the yeah. payoff next to their hand and tug that sleeve moves on to the next guy sets yeah. the payoff down tugs his sleeve once all three have had their payment and the owner is like bustling back with the tea they surreptitiously take the yep. payment in unison while looking away yeah and, and like yeah. the the tea ceremonies that we see in here ev- there is like there is an order mm-hmm. to this culture that not many other cultures share yeah. it's it's so fun and and and, and th- i will fully show my ignorance if this is an easy answer but one uh kind of story i've been on ha- on the hunt for is i would and maybe it's just simple corruption but i would still love to understand japan siding with the nazis like you know what i mean and, and because it, it is such a clash of it starts of ideals is, right, right. And, we don't have to go fully into world war ii but right i based on i like i'm i'm really really interested in World War II yeah. and like war history type stuff. So Japan's involvement in World War II actually starts with time has passed between World War II ending and this movie being made as 9-11 and today, right? So right. 45 and 61, so less time. Less time. This came yeah. quicker. So that's still like right. pretty much, it's, I mean, it's still years. there. Oh, yeah. In the, and, in the and, whole, like, yep. in the ether. Well, 16 years, I'm sorry. And, it's, yeah. and, and Japan being, you know, is a, is, a, is a society, like in the 50s, one of their big um, uh, 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 cultural... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, hallmarks was the shame that they had basically mm, been, fo- mm-hmm. you know, because they had been so roundly defeated and brutalized, you know, during World right. War II that, like, you know, that they didn't know who they were anymore. You know what I mean? And they like were like, you know, starting a lot from of scratch. history books to talk about that yeah, about yeah. what it did to their cultural identity because they'd basically been told that they were led by like a god. Right. So that was one of the big terms of surrender thing is everybody wanted the emperor to announce that he wasn't a god, and they were like we can't do that that's why they weren't surrendering they're like no dude this is like literally you guys don't understand this would be 
like if we defeated America and we were like, and now we want your president to go on TV and say that God and Jesus Christ are just a lie. Right. right you know, like right. it would just destroy right. them culturally. Right. So and, and put into that uh, perspective of being an isolated island with right. very limited God, resources. Yes, while admitting your culture is a lie, that's never yeah. going to happen. Right. I know. No, like what no. an intense yeah. dude. The stakes of World War II are so fucking high. Right. When we did ten, when we did twelve o'clock high, like, and you start looking into strategic bombing numbers, and you're like. Right. Well, they burned Tokyo to literal right, ashes. Right. Every like every square inch, the city was just burned all the way to the ground. Yeah. We're not sitting here saying, "Oh, those savages can't admit their no, faults." No, no. We're we're uh, us too. Like there are things that we would never want, never be able to admit, and they aren't even one thousandth as difficult as as saying that our emperor is not a god or saying that you know sure. like, like this this yeah. this thing that like literally held them together through the, their extended medieval period for a thousand and five hundred years or whatever, you know, right? it's like, yeah. you know, like, like it's hard to let that go. Despite it being, you know, like this is set in, you know, set in Japan. Mm-hmm. 1860s. Like, 1860s. Yeah. 18, 1860s guns. Are, if it were here, we'd be like the very early Westerns. Yep. Well, you can see why so many Westerns ape Kurosawa films. A thousand percent. Like Seven Samurai is the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, like, yep. dude, this, if... If everybody in this had revolvers, this would just be a Western. Like, right. they yep. literally have, the fact like... The there's Uno, one right. weapon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think it's on purpose, because... It's, it's, it's not story. because were it's Japanese. Were you Japanese. hoping there were more guns? The, no, I, oh, no, I, have, I have a lot to say about the one gun. I have such a problem gun, with the one gun, too. I, me too. I hate every single thing about it. Not not like I hate the choice, but, like, no, the I introduction think we're not of supposed it is to so like poisonous. It. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but what, what I was going to say is, this movie, you could just, like... You could just read it as like it's oh. it's so Western and so American in a way, and I don't mean like he made an American film. I mean that America's dealing with so many of these same issues mm-hmm. oh, that you sure. can just read it as yeah. like, for example, the farmer that you brought up, where yeah. the the kid runs off and he's like, like oh, kids, been oh you want me to stay down on the farm and just eat gruel my whole you life? You took Fuck away that. my iPad for the last time. No, well, he's what does he say? He says, "I want." He goes, "I want money and nice clothes." Well, live it up and die. Young. I want to live it up and die young, yeah. dude. You're like. That this is not even like a like a cultural thing. This seems like a universal a youth thing. And universal thing. And I think this movie is a lot about con- consumerism and about yes. unbridled capitalism and how it poisons deeper, more important values. I completely agree. I, I think that the consumerism and the 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 dollar, you know, or like uh, uh, shoot, what is it? The Ryu? 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 You know, the almighty Ryu, Ryu the almighty dollar right. is 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 it's for, worth a lot is, more than a dollar. You know, One Ryu is a lot of it's money. It's a lot, mm-hmm. and it's first and foremost, it's foremost in this whole story. And mm-hmm. and like you know, and I also thought that the um. This is where I was starting to go like, wow, like I always knew Kurosawa stuff was great and it was layered. But I was like, man, there are a lot more layers here that I'm barely scratching at. Like, I think that he was also poking holes in the myth of the swordsman right from the beginning when he has the because it's this young man saying, I'm going to go off and be a swordsman. And I'm going to make a million dollars. Right. And I broke five seconds. Yeah. yeah. Five seconds later, we see what that looks there like. There is a swordsman behind him yeah. as yeah, he's yeah. saying it. And the yeah. dude's like Sipping scratching water out of the, out of the well. yeah. Yeah. And, and the arc for that young man later when he is spared, you know, like it was what just, a call. I forgot all about him until yeah. the like yeah. the children old, shouldn't yeah. play with swords go home and what does yeah. he say he says go, go home, home and mother. live a long right. life yeah. eating gruel yeah because it's so good what he said in the beginning like oh my and it's, god but it, and it's and you're right like like yeah so the father and son yeah they run in he's arguing about wanting to live this vibrant naive life and live live fast die young when he almost got his wish he did right and he and showed to regret it and i think that kurosawa is is bravely undercutting 
his own message right from the beginning saying, hey, this isn't all, you know, like for the time, this was a very gory movie oh, but there's for the time. Oh, there's some know? pretty fucking oh, yeah. rowdy shots in this. This oh, is yeah. gory. This yeah. movie is totally yeah. and, gory. And, and it really opened a, a, ga- a floodgates on that, you know, uh, later. But the, um, yeah, like it, I think he was undercutting that a little bit. Yeah. Like he was not trying to glamorize uh, Sandro's life. So. He's he's subverting he's subverting the the mythology that he's playing within, which is like the the I mean, this dude is you know, like the 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 swordsman with the t- you know what he's doing? He's like chopping the legs off of all the people who are saying, "I wish I was John Wick." Yeah. Right. Yeah. We saw we talk about it on the show all the time. People who are like, "Yeah, I would love to be John McClane," and you're like, "Really? Divorced, addicted to right. cigarettes? Yeah. You got bullets in your body? Your constant pain? You suffer depression? You haven't you're a had a regular alcoholic. Christmas in seven years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like the yeah. dudes who want to be John Wick, or the it's dudes so who true. say they want to, and you're you're like, no, you like the clothes and the car. You want, and all the, they want is a, is yeah, that's you what they look want. Look like Keanu. They want to feel like a bad. You want to drive yeah. a Mustang, have a cool haircut, and wear a nice suit. Right. That's what you want. You don't want to be this person. This is Kurosawa right up top. This kid is like, I want to be John Wick. And then John Wick's hobbling up behind right. him with like scabies. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And you're like, and, and there's, okay, the message in this movie, I absolutely love, I mean, my interpretation of, you know, there's, of course. It's, it's, you're like you were saying, when you're us, watching a us cor- three white guys will tell you what right, they were Yeah, no shit. <laughs> All we can do is approach the art as we are yeah. and and tell and we basically talk about Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're man. just talking about it. what we saw and what we bring to it. But like the way that I read this movie, I so admire this message. I mean, look, man, maybe it's because I'm poor, like poor working class person sure. with artistic ambitions, but like. I'm reading Betty. Which reminds me, go to uh, the yeah, website yeah. and become a patron subscriber, you sick sons of bitches. This is a great time for a plug. <laughs> but I, I'm reading, uh, it's interesting, because oh, I'm, I'm reading uh, The Feminine Mystique by Betty Friedan, and I am shocked by how much of that book is focused on how commercial pressures are driving gender roles. Mm-hmm. So even her focus is, she's like, I'm noticing a societal ill, and even she traces a big chunk of that pressure to capitalism. Sure. And this movie, dude, there's, I don't think there's any clearer statement of thesis than when the two rival gangs are about to go to war and uh, uh, Sebe's wife is running all of the prostitutes yeah. into the storeroom. Yeah. She's like, get in there. You think you're running away? Grabs that one by the collar. And she's like, we paid a lot of money for you. Yeah. Shoves her in there, locks mm-hmm. the door. And then later, um, uh, what's, what does he call himself? Sanjuro? Yeah. Sanjuro says to her after he brings her the two like drunken assassins who've admitted to killing that uh, imperial magistrate, mm-hmm. he's like, take care of your purchase. Yeah. Put it in yeah, the storehouse. Man. And we're literally talking about human beings. As The disdain yes. with which he yeah. is talking about like, the reason that he doesn't side with either of these people and like one of the things this movie kind of like sneaks in because if you're just watching this, you're like, oh my God, popcorn, this is a crazy right. samurai movie. And you totally can watch it that way. You totally yes. can. Amazing. Yes. But you, if, Which is how you watch it at 5.30 in the morning. Well, so you know. If you would. You, you <laughs> kind of gloss a lot of the, the deeper cultural <laughs> references. I'm like. Carl thinks he's awake right now talking on the podcast, but really he's just I'm passed out mumbling. Like, this is a dream. This is a dream. It's just me and Max watching him drool on the table. It's fair. You know. 
know? Because I'm more interested in like the 3D chess that he is playing while everyone else is playing tic tac toe. Sure. Like that's where I'm like sure. really yeah, that shit soaks me in. Like, that shit's super cool because you're never really sure what he's all about, or what his motivations are necessarily until he does the shit. And what, then you're and, like, oh yeah, and man, he you does, know what the and, fuck and is going so, on? It's so powerful. His silence and his, it's a great lesson in just being quiet and listening and watching people. And yes. that's how he gets so far ahead of people is like by not saying something, by not needing to act tough. Well, that's by how not the bank whatever. robbers get busted because they're always talking about their plans right. in front well, of people. Right. <laughs> well, but like, like I and it was funny because I was watching this and I was going like, oh, they're going to keep uh, Sendro's, um, I was calling him Mulberry Field in my head the whole movie. Mulberry because, Field? Oh, yeah, because, because that was, the, the, that's translation. The, the translation. But yeah, what Sendro. Cool about that case, Sanjuro. Yeah, Sanjuro. <laughs> what he, um, what he, but he doesn't hide his, he, he hides his motivations superficially for, but the very first thing he's, not the very first, but basically the first thing he says is he said, um, I get paid for killing mm-hmm. and there's, what does it say? He says, um, I have the line, I'll get paid yeah. for killing and this town is full of men who deserve to die. Yeah, exactly. What and, and, fucking killer and, line. and, and it's not, and, and, and most people would hear, I get paid for killing, but that's cool. not actually what he's saying. He's saying there's a lot of people in this town who deserve to die. I'll get, yeah. And, and, and that's his motivation is that this is something that he can fix with his, you know, Abilities, his ways, skill or what have you. His it, mind and his smart fucking, yes. yeah, he's super, super smart. The next chunk, the next little bit of film to me is one of the most interesting bits in this movie where he goes first, he finds out who the underdog is. He knows not to go to the strong side first. Mm-hmm. Because he needs to level the playing fields right. to create a threat, yep. so he goes to Sebe. So the two the two gangs, the original gang was Sebe's gang. Mm-hmm. He owns and runs a brothel. Um, I believe his his is the silk trade. Yes. Um. So again, the original organized crime, the old guard, is silk trade and women. Um. They're the original gang in town, and then his. Son splinters. No, he says he's gonna. He um, says he's gonna pass the gang off to his son, and his right hand man is like, "Fuck that! Your son is a whiny little brat." Yes, Sebe and Ushitora. Ushitora Ushitora is his right hand man, and he splits off. So this is the new guard. So this is where I'm. I think we start to work in allegory. So like old world Japan versus silk trade brothels, geishas. Mm -hmm. Um. Are seen as like diminished and weak And here come the new guard and remember the new guard Is that's the side that's got the gun Right um this is the splinter gang Ushitora's gang they run an inn And are essentially It's Ushitora and Ino Inokichi who is the really really Goofy one Inokichi right? is Unitora's brother The, that's pig, right. the pig okay, face okay. right Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Ushitora's brother? Yeah, the dude who when when he they're like, how many coffin maker? How many coffins did like, you sell? Did he go? He goes two to your side, and he's like, motherfucker. And he goes, yeah. but four to the other yeah, side, yeah, yeah. and then he's like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four, four is, is definitely more, more than, than two. two. All right, can't do that bit where he counts on his fingers. That fucking unibrow and those yeah. donkey teeth. What perfect casting. Perfect. So well, and so that and so funny, and not just casting, but like makeup and hair yeah. and something. So that was another thing. Is and again something that doesn't translate over is like everyone in this movie is brought lower than our ideals of them would be. This is an Al yeah. Capone looking slick in Chicago. These well, are, this is syphilitic Al Capone. Yeah, yes, right, <laughs> right, and all the hen men are are dumb and goofy looking and whatever and they, but it's also a, a testament to their acting because every every line they say every bit of their costume and hair and makeup and every movement they make embodies their their position and their level and their personality yeah. types and it's really 
strong. It's really bold. It totally is. Yeah. It totally is. There's a so right after we get the all get paid for killing and the town is full of men who deserve to die. This is the first time that we see uh, Sanjuro draw his sword. Mm-hmm. But there's leading up to this. There's more of this, and I'm just going to keep throwing in my neo-Marxist anti-capitalist rhetoric, That's why I man. love you so much, bro. Yeah, that's so, why we're here. But basically, he's talking to the- That's why our <laughs> listeners are here, too. <laughs> wait, wait. Neo-Marxist anti-capitalist, but for the Patreon subscribers who need to go there and right. support. In that in that case, yes. On Patreon, exactly. we are very pro-capitalism. Yes. We're all, it's all about the bottom line. Yes. We're looking so to I drive our fourth I'm quarter ends. all of my board games to- <laughs> Get new mics and and keyboards. And well, it's for a keyboard but... though. Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta engage with the However system in order him, to make back, the baby. art that's gonna he, shatter the system. He means baby. that the cancer treatments are expensive, and he needs you to go to <laughs> Patreon.com. Nothing like lying about illness that's to horrible. get money. <laughs> All right, so wait, he's so he he basically he tells the old man he's like, all right, well I'll be right back. I'm gonna go down to uh, Sebe's. Place. I'm gonna go work for them. You have offended me. Runs down to the inn, and he goes like, "Hey, I'd like to be your bodyguard. All right, how about that? I'm gonna be oh, your bodyguard." Gunji, but what is that? He, is he the innkeeper? I don't remember the innkeeper. Anyways, I don't remember who the, the old inn- man. The old man. Ganji is the old man who runs the restaurant. That's the one. Sebe yeah. is running the brothel slash inn. Right. So he goes down to uh, so he goes down to Sebe's place, and he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm a new swordsman in town. I'm pretty kick ass." And then he goes, I'd like you to hire me on as your bodyguard. And then I'll pay you one real. Awesome. He, st- he starts putting it immediately into transactional terms because his next line is, right. I'll show you what I'm worth. Yep. And then he walks so down. The other side street. Yep. He walks down to Ushitora's place. And he went to Ushitora's first because he had heard that they were stronger. So he wanted to see what they had before he committed himself right. to going yep. and fighting them. And then he saw he's what testing the water. Yeah, man. when he walks, he's testing the fences. He walks around in a circle, and that's like that first encounter when they circle him, and he just kind of walks around. He's not even right. threatened. He's just oh like he's like I could kill. Yeah, all of you. Oh yeah, he's yeah. just got. Okay. Him all, he's like the. Like, I thought of him as like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator movie when you're inside his head. Yeah. He's like. He doesn't even take his arm out of his shirt. No, out of his kimono. The whole time he's scanning everybody. He's like, none of you are a threat enough. Yeah, no threat, no threat, no threat. He sees that big guy though, and he is like, oh nice, you are the brute squad. Big fucking hammer, my friend. Well, and they do. They go out of their way that that the gang members are all so disheveled and their clothes don't match and they're all braggart. Too. Yes, they are. Like all... I've been to prison. Where do you think I got this tattoo? Yep. Well, if you were that badass, you wouldn't have to say shit. Much like our hero. Also, is not right. shit. you went to prison, so you were. Sh- you you're were... not strong enough right. to stay out of prison. I can probably kill you. Yeah. And they do this, given up more be- than they should. It's... Because when he goes down to see them to 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 show how much he's worth, he let he lets them talk until they themselves uh, incriminate themselves to be worthy of death. He, he, you know what I mean? He doesn't just kill them, right? Yes. He, he's, he makes the la- them say it. The last guy says, I, not to brag, but I've committed every crime in the book. Then you won't mind if I kill you. Kill us if you can. And he, I love how he like, says, right. he goes, it'll hurt. And they <laughs> yeah. go, we're gamblers. We're not afraid of the sword. And he smiles to himself and says, there's no cure for fools. And then he kills three of them. Three yeah. of them. We're going to yeah. need two coffins. No, make looks back at the dude coffins. missing his arm. Yeah. He goes, "Better make that three. Yeah, walks on incredible. back down to Sebe. So let's talk for a second. Um, uh, like as a martial artist who you know is a tourist in Asian culture. Uh, you know, like like I love the three sword. weebs at a table. This is the, our, I love this is our new I, podcast. I love it. I love the action in this. Yeah. is a top notch. 
like it holds up so well. Like yeah. like you know, and like obviously Toshiro Mufune, Mufune Toshiro sure. is uh is is very, very good um totally. at this. And they're always in one shot. They're not like fifteen cuts edits together. We're gonna oh, talk about the cinematography sick. in just a sec yeah. for fucking but, sure. But but it's so funny because they'll cut they'll have ten cuts to show all the important stuff of a of an of an emotional dramatic scene where people are talking, but then in a fight scene they just let it sit and they're just like, Nope, this motherfucker can do this. Yep. Right, right. And for real. They do it in Lone Wolf and Cub too because yeah. they want you to see that the actor that's they want you to see that the dude with the sword is really that good one of my fucking favorite things about lone wolf and cub and i will say that that actor is probably better than toshiro Uh, to be honest with you i was gonna say like one of my favorite things about the lone wolf and cub the the swordsmanship in those movies is when he's like one-on-one with someone else and he just whips out a quick draw and then gets it back in Mm -hmm. the the length of time that it takes him to draw his sword make like three cuts and then clean it and slip it back into the sheath is literally so fast sometimes that it feels like frames are missing. Right. It's Wild, unbelievable man. speed. He's yeah. I, I like both of them are kick ass, oh, yeah. but the dude, like as far as like just pure impressive swordsmanship goes, right. Lone Wolf and Cub, that whole series is it's fucking so smooth buck and wild. fast that it looks, it, it reminded me of, um, I love those movies like an, so oh, much. So and the comic, the, the comic the books the, are my favorite. Hell yeah! The way that, to your point, Jeff, what the 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 way that the action scenes are shot remind me of how like some old old school like musicals were shot, like mm-hmm. the dance numbers mm-hmm. where they just lock the camera off and let these yeah. beautifully gifted dancers do this thing and fill the frame and yeah. like twirl and swirl around each other like, and it, and it's, it's like West Side Story or some shit that's but a like, great <laughs> point and it is very right because this is still the age where, where people are still kind of translating theatrical stage to Into film the, 100%. And, but, it, but it's so dangerous I can't express it. like even if these were like rubber swords which they're not but even they're if they, right. even if they Blades, but even but. if they were it's extremely dangerous and like you look at a movie like um uh 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 Sepiko, not Sepiko, the other word for suicide. Um, oh, Harakiri. Harakiri, the yeah. movie Harakiri, where like the the lead actors like shows up, they're like, "No, we're doing this with real swords. Fucking go, shit. go, go!" And he's like, "Fuck, you know." But but <laughs> yeah. they did it, and like and um, it's amazing, and it's amazing how dangerous it is, and right. and, and they just clearly go going for it. at speed too. Yeah, you yeah. clip anybody with that I, thing. Dude, even, there's no a bit in here where that... I think a stunt oh, man got it in the hand. Yeah, there's a Ooh. bit where that guy's like walking forward and holding his hand, and they like chop him in the back a whole bunch. Of times, yeah. There's like a moment where you see he's got the sword in his hand, and I think you see contact, and then he drops his sword, and he's like, "Oh, oh you got me, dude." I don't know. It's I don't know, but then again, maybe like because the choreography is beautiful, yeah, so you good. can see where Bruce Lee's films of the '70s mm-hmm. took the like, mm-hmm. let's do long cuts and show off the show martial off. arts. We bit. got the person there yeah. that can do it. Let's the athleticism show it. You know, is amazing. Yeah. The, and cool. One thing I really like. Sorry, you were. Oh, yeah. There was a. There's a bit later on where they kidnap. Uh, it's like Yoshiro, I think his name is. That's the. Uh, the son, yeah. mm-hmm. the son, Sebe's son. Sebe's son. Um, where they kidnap him and they kill the guy he's with, and. This movie manages to even be because you don't you know you can only do like I've got a blood pack in right. my hand oh my heart so many times this movie they hide the gimmick yeah. right. in the scenery the and then they'll yeah they'll hide the gag in the scenery and then a dude will like hit the wall because that's what they that do was here when the gush was like so, yeah I know it's a dude behind that you can tell like, like yeah you well it's it probably a pump like pump, in the yeah. wall at like 100%. neck life but he but he gets a sword in the neck and then hits the wall and you and get this fucking spray yeah. and you're like holy shit. 
they he cut that guy's man. throat. It looks <laughs> things are different back then. You could actually kill people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kurosawa if you, if you live, you get a bonus. Just murdering yeah, all of right. his extras. Like God, we love that mass murdering filmmaker. Now listen, yeah. you are going to die, but your family well, will be taking. And care I gotta of. say, since we're talking about it, is Uno's bleed out one of the best bleed outs you've ever? Oh seen my God! Film? When so. his head when his head comes up and he's reaching for the sword and or reaching for his pistol and then that pool just just moves. It's so good. As his hand is reaching out, that pool of blood is following his hand like a fucking disgusting shadow. The one that comes out under his face is it is true. You're right. You are right. That is one of the most beautiful bleeds. He does take his time to to die too and it's fucking disgusting. I love that. And I also love you know, like, here's the thing. Like, Sanjiro, I love that he does not understand how guns work so much that he yeah. hands a loaded gun back to this guy. Yeah, and I only shot two, so it's empty or whatever. He's like, And he's like, mm-hmm. okay. that tracks. Right. We've seen him shoot. But you know what I love, though? I know what we're, we're talking about. And now. he did the shoot movie. three. <laughs> Is it when yeah. he has, he doesn't fucking move. When he, when he points it at him, he knows he's got, He he's just there on yeah. his knees staring at him with that face of his yeah. Dude, stone. It, part of it is... Part of it is like a little bit of badassery, but once again, it has, I honest to God, think it has to do with honor. Yeah. I do too. I know. He, I think it's that walk. He's like, I'm already dead, which is how I can be so can committed be so to do all these 100%. things. And yep. And so, and so, and he, this was yeah. a dying man's last request. And he's like, Okay, right, gotta give it to you. All right. Well, look, if there was duplicitousness, then that shame is not on me. That's that shame on is on you. Mm-hmm. My slate is Even clean. if it costs him his life, he's like, well, this is your shame to bear if you yep. decide to shoot me right now. Well, and, and, and he I, dies instead. Well, he says, yeah. I can't. And shoots because the I ground. can't. It's all going dark. And then he falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that probably. Two bit, are you still here? So <laughs> Two bit. I, I yeah. understand um, uh, the gunman's uh, motivation. I understand Mulberry Fields' motivation, but like, like uh, Kurosawa is a little uh, a gray to me in that moment. Where I'm, I'm like, is he saying that this gun because the guy's using a gunman, he's not worthy of killing him, or is he saying like? Like that, that Sandro made a mistake, and that's okay. You know what I mean? That right. was the part that I couldn't quite read what at the very this what last Kurosawa was trying to say there. Let's let's start start going through yes. a little bit more yeah. linearly, and we can build. Maybe that'll help build, build that, some sure. of the broader themes because I think when we get to that moment, basically we're looking at no, not basically. What we are looking at is we are looking at the new swordsman of japan right who's got the gun tucked in his breast yep. pocket we never even see that dude draw his sword right like the no, whole it's the movie. only thing he's addicted to that all he does is shoot that shooter. pistol please let me what's that la- he doesn't even ask like you know i like like a gunslinger would like or you know what actually even I better can't go to heaven without it or something yeah I can't, I can't go to that it's like what a samurai would say like like p- put my sword in my hand yeah. and let me die with honor this dude doesn't say that he says please let me just hold it yeah it becomes literally like the golem ring mm-hmm. moment that's really good yeah that's really true so what we've got is like the new era of he the, says he says i feel naked without it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like the, it's like the new the new man of violence. It's like two men of violence. Mm-hmm. We see the samurai and a man of honor, mm-hmm. which will will reinforce that point as we go through. And then this guy who is like this honorless brigand, essentially. And, I, and I've got to say, uh, next to of course uh, Sanjuro, uh, that that guy is my favorite character. The despicable gun wielding guy right. is played by a very solid actor. That actor is crazy he, good. You, like you can tell, so and, and he's you're meant to hate him the most, and, and they do. make yeah. you're meant to hate him the most, and he's the cleanest, most smartest, mm-hmm. most well. well that's my note definitely too. Like the smartest. He is the only one that like smelt the fart in a car and yeah. is like 
dude, why if you're yeah. here did you do that thing? And I also found this thank you letter. Yep. That yeah, he's no dummy. Thank you. Yeah, he's dude. so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. so here, uh, let, I have the ultimate segue to bring us back linear. Okay. Which I'm completely lying, but it will bring us back linear. <laughs> but I want to make you <laughs> we're guys, learning that Jeff's lying. a big liar. I want yeah, I, everything he said so far. I want untrue. to make you guys poop in your brain. So come with me for a second. Damn. Poop in my brain. Damn with you. In on April 30th in 1998 in Japan. An episode of Pokemon, the animated series, comes out. Okay. In the middle of it, uh, Ash and Brock and and Misty. This is the Squirtle one. The right? Squirtle one. She, yeah, she's Brock and Squirtle. They yeah. roll. I'm ruining my story. They roll into town. Yes. They roll into a town that has two rival Pokemon gyms. I see where this is going. I love it already. That are that have torn the town apart because everyone has picked sides. Oh my god. And and they they're going into it and it's a clear. Uh, homage to this, but mm-hmm. here's what's really funny. In our three, there's just the three of us at this table. The name of the town, Dark City. Shut You're up. shitting me. Not sitting. A showdown at Dark City is <laughs> oh the name of the episode, God. and it's just what the funniest the thing. So there's been so many, so many goddamn synchronicities in my universe in the last wow. couple. It's so funny. I was like, because like this was like the day after we did that episode. My daughter yeah. is watching Pokemon on her own, and this episode starts, and they're like, "These two rival, you know, uh, two rival gyms." Like, like, what? Like, wait like, a minute, you this like you this happened in the wild. You're like, wait a minute, this is like that movie that I have yeah, to talk about. No, no, this is the day after we recorded the podcast. My daughter was watching Pokemon, but on her own, had just gotten into it, and Saturn this comes on has TV. returned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Thank Thank you, beautiful witch over there. You're amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, we we just started watching X Files, and I feel like every time I watch X Files, like all of a sudden everything, everything gets real yeah, spooky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> anyway, I won't get into it. But yesterday but, we had like four things in a row that were all about. It was laundry day yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's right. All the townspeople are depicted behind bars and scared. Oh, dear. Um, yep. All the gang members, they're kind of poking out, but then they're, they're they behind doors. They're behind more door, open. Yeah. Yep. They're more open and, and, and able to run out. Um, and and the t- it, this, uh, uh, Kira Kurosawa goes out of his way to implicate everybody in this. Um, like, he doesn't say, like, this is the good gang, this is the bad gang. It's no, like they are the same is. level of bad. Yep. Like, they have their different vices. Um, all the townspeople have, have succumbed to this and given in on it. No, everyone's just staying behind their doors, which I'm not blaming them because they're going to die if they don't. Right. But it's true. <laughs> um, neither of the gang, gangs are smarter or better or anything. And and he just goes through and and shows how, like, Everyone in the movie has just kind of like picked a side and is hoping to survive long enough to see the the fall the money fall into their yeah, lap from like whoever just dies. A coin flip, and I'm gonna hunker down and hopefully this. Yep, goes. I'm gonna pick a side yeah. and then commit my life to it. You know, God. yeah. What are they doing though? They're gambling. Kind of like gambling. Republicans they are. and Democrats. Oh, they're mm-hmm. gambling. Yeah, really, no difference between the two, and you're just hoping that someday the shit. The, there's some money rolls down with what the shit. What we need is a Ronin. Here's what I love. Yeah. We do, and but not not Bernie a, Sanders with his katana. Oh my God, Bernie Sanders was the Ronin katana. that we katana. deserved. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not even joking. So <laughs> no. <laughs> so there was so from a from like a more like techie standpoint mm-hmm. when uh, Sanjuro roll, rolls into town, we re, we shoot this like ultra wide, almost like 
fucking like John Ford Panavision, yeah. like super wide. And I wrote down, it sh- we shoot him from far away in a wide to establish how empty and deserted the town is. Yeah. That it is missing. It, there's nothing missing from that shot except for a tumbleweed. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I well, think there's we like get, dust. We get the wind though. It yeah. looks like which the is s- always present. Yes. Well, the 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 even the wind has returned with yep. uh, Uno. But um, it looks like the civilized town shots from Liberty Valance. The the use of oh, the, the wide clean, shot, not the mm. yeah, not the plot, because like this is the fucking wild west. Yeah. But like the same technique is used when we're in the crazy west in in the man who shot Liberty Valance. All those shots are kind of close in and like blocked and full of people. In the early shots, when they roll in and the town has they're been civilized, they're all clean. super it's like, it's wide like and the, clean. Uh, it's like you expect. Um, freaking um, the music man to be coming down with the 76 trombones. It's so fucking. I'm gonna be real. I've never beautiful. seen the music man. I'm so sorry. Sorry, it was my favorite. It has, it has katanas. Robert Preston. <laughs> now, on. now, if I'd known that, I would. It's Seven, like well, you remember the song 76 you, katanas? 76, 76 katanas, katanas, and they put your ass in the your head off and your balls. I'm into this movie yeah, now. Why did no one ever tell me this? There's a bunch of balls cut, cutting off. There's there's a soda fountain pop shop. I also know. <laughs> and a barbershop quartet. <laughs> With katanas? God damn. Nah, they don't give them katanas. They got they just, Tommy guns. They got they got to- oh, oh. guns ruin everything. Light a rose, I'm lighting you, know you up. You know my motherfucking Tommy gun. Badow, badow. <laughs> da, 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 da. Exactly. Let's we'll save the don't let me forget, but when we get to the gun, I want to talk about uh 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 Rise of the Planet of the Apes that we watched. Ooh, the, one of the ooh. remake ones. Remember the scene with the machine gun on the bridge? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Oh, That's a good shit. one, yeah. Um but I also noticed that all of the all of the townspeople are watching from behind bars as though they're held prisoners. I would like to point out that those fucking sex workers look exhausted. Oh, they yeah. not dude, great. dark circles under yeah. the eyes. They just look haggard well, as they, fuck. Yeah, when they open the doors and they're all playing their music, it's just like yeah. So it's I, and again, fucky man, a bold. So there and there are there are times where Japan's uh, um, media has been very progressive and very right. ahead. They were like very early on empowering women. Like the women in mm-hmm. this, even the bad women are 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 strong. They're strong. Even the villainous women are strong. You know, even the woman who is, uh, 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 taken, um, hostage and being victimized, like she's being strong to keep her family alive. They're very strong characters. And he doesn't make the guy, the geishas all pretty and beautiful. Just like you said, it's so, such a good point because there, you know, it would be in a, in a a lesser hands or in maybe American imitative hands. They would have been, Gorgeous. They would have been beautiful. Well, it would have, it would and, have and been the filmmaker's opportunity to show some sexy women, well, the, and then what's the parallel though? Unforgiven. Oh, oh, all yeah. of the dude. Yeah. We did an episode on it where we butted heads a whole yep. bunch. But like one thing you okay. got to give that movie is like all of the all the sex workers in that movie look raw. Like, well, they don't look great. No, no, and that's a great. They point. look real. Well, the whole plot of the movie is. Yeah, well, yeah. On that, so. But but that's that's a good point because Unforgiven. I mean, everything comes in waves or in circles, like Matthew McConaughey's and times a circle. But uh, but the uh, but circle. but the but Unforgiven Unforgiven was that re- was that return to like the realistic gritty. Yeah. Like that was that was you know uh, uh, Clint Eastwood. Uh, undoing everything he had built up in this like overly cl- simplified world, the high making, plains drifter, yeah. freaking, and now it's yeah. really gritty and really ugly. That and, was, and that's what that's what Yojimbo I think was was this like trying to demystify yeah. so much of this down to its you know uh, uh, constituent parts instead of trying to. In a weird way, this movie also is 
and I don't mean this in like the like hearts and cupid sense of the word, but this is a very um, poignant romantic film as well. Because in mm. in a way, while it demystifies, I, I honestly think like now that I'm, the more I think about it, I really do think um, Unforgiven is a good like sister it film. It really is. This. I didn't. Yeah. But um, it, this movie also, in a way, I think looks at the Ronan character and looks at. And, and again, remember, 16 years ago, World War II ended. This is reconstruction right. re- reconstruction era Japan. Some of their cities are still, are still rubble. rubble. Mm-hmm. Many of their cities right. are still rubble. Right. My yeah. One of our family members uh, it was in the Coast Guard and was, did some, like, a, a, a tour stationed in Japan mm-hmm. in, like, this mid-70s, and there were still cities oh, that yeah. they were rebuilding. Yeah. They, well, some the destruction don't even were, exist at all anymore. That's right. Yeah. The destruction to, on the Japanese mainland due to the strategic bombing, it cannot be overstated it was insane right. how much damage was done right. to that country so they're still physically re- recovering from that but they're also they're also like like we were saying earlier like figuring out what their country looks like now what their right. society what their culture what their what that civilization is going to look like after what has just happened like mm-hmm. a decade and a half ago right from from here to then is 2010 Right, you know, like sanity, man. Yeah. Like that's why the, the 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 you know once I realized like the amount of time that had passed when we like, whenever wow. we get before 1970, mm-hmm. I always always st- yeah, I always think about almost how possible not right. Yeah, dude. When anytime the movie's got a five in the in the year, I'm always like World War Two was like a Yesterday. second ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude. When we when we did Twelve O'clock High, and you realize that it wasn't even ten years later, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's wild stuff. Anyway, um, but like, what I was saying is like, you said that this town just needed a Ronin, right? So yeah. we're introduced to all these townspeople, and you can see these two gangs set up, and they're like, we're powerful, and you better fucking do what we say, because I'm making silk, and that's our money. And they're like, well, I'm making sake, and that's our money, and we're going to fucking kill each other a whole bunch. And the whole town, there's these are like two gangs, and mm-hmm. they had to like recruit and hire a bunch of crooks and criminals. But there's also like... An entire town's worth of people, right? That just fucked me up the first time I saw a kid because we don't see a kid until like right. halfway through. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, yeah. right? This there would be children s- here this is too. Just a community, yeah. What and it, and, and it's funny because like the town is empty, but you really do feel the people behind those doors. Oh, you do, absolutely. which is really kind of cool. When they bang on the walls yeah. and they're like act like everything's normal, you remember like, oh, there are just people yeah. like rustling just around, and starving, yeah. like just trying to trying to stay alive while these two gangs like yeah. just ravage this area, but. I think you're right because what he has isn't just his sword. Mm-hmm. It's his. Oh, there's a lot of swordsmen in this town. Oh, he's yeah. just one more swordsman. And yes, there's he's another very, Ronin in this town. There is. Yeah. Uh, dude, that guy's fucking awesome. He just jumps the. I love that scene so oh, much. He jumps guy. the yeah. wall and even waves at him. He's like, Bye, I'm out. See ya. He's like, He's not here anymore. He actually jumped a fence. Yeah, and Sanjuro like waves back. And yeah. then as the dude's running into the mulberry field, like that moment where he turns back and like smiles, not like jeeringly, like, Ah, no. you're fucked. He smiles at him like, what hey. isn't that a crazy town? I'll probably catch you later. <laughs> and like rolls out, and they do have like a moment of camaraderie. Yeah, no, it it is, and it's it's this. Uh, what is it? Um, this laissez faire, like kind of just uh, like yeah, you know, this is the way the wind blows, and isn't it funny that us tumbleweeds were in the same we're town in the same for a town. minute? How funny know? was that? Right, right. Yeah. dude, that moment—that's one of my favorite moments in this oh, movie. That, that well, there's together, there is like a the other way. there's like a brotherhood moment. Yeah. There is a definite camaraderie, and you can see like even like Sandro like smiles. Oh yeah, when yeah. he like turns to go, he's like, 
that fucking crazy yeah. guy. All right, well, I'm going to go betray this dude now. Yeah. But like, <laughs> so here's the thing. This is a town filled with swordsmen. One swordsman is not what makes the difference. No. It's what that swordsman believes and will not compromise on right, that right. changes everything. Because if he was just there to like be a shit and like make money quick off of these, pit these two gangs against each other so I can make mm-hmm. a bunch of scratch and then leave. Right. I don't think he's able to pull off what he pulls no. off if that was his motivation. No, and it's his morals, like it's his hidden morals, let's say, his that principles. are his that are his there greatest they're his greatest weapon. Like the way he he sticks to them and has this plan. And then it of course becomes his greatest weakness when when he's found out because then he can't he can't lie to get himself out of there, right? He can't right. or betray. He can't uh, uh betray his beliefs to get himself out of this trouble. But it's um yeah, it's really intriguing. So yeah, so I think um I just accidentally touched the dog's butthole. <laughs> These things happen, dude. It's an animal house. Pokemon released an episode of No Way Sorry. <laughs> Diglett's Beehole. Uh, and then we were just talking about sliding in the back door. It oh, all oh my God, it is synchronicity. So weird. Um, so back, it's a little bit more cinematography, which I adore. The way that the restaurant owner, the way that we get the layout, mm-hmm. we're inside the restaurant and we get the whole... Lay of the land mm-hmm. from a perspective of one of the oppressed in the town. Mm-hmm. We see the situation yeah. through his eyes. So we're inside the restaurant and he's got all of these, they slide up and down these shutters, yes. right? They're over there. So he go. we get this, well, my favorite shot in here is uh, we get this shot when, um, uh, what's his fucking name? The, the idiot, Inokichi. Uh, <laughs> so Inokichi shows back up with three new recruits and the shopkeeper, Gonji, slides up the shutter and we get this like three quarters narrow shot through the shutter that just barely reveals uh, Inokichi and the three um, recruits talking to the marshal. Yeah. Uh, and then they like roll as they move left. The camera's moving The along. camera, yep. dude, the camera move, the camera work is so Gorgeous. subtle and so fucking beautiful. This is one of the best this is one of the most beautifully shot films I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This is like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in 1961. Um, the camera pivots left. So as they move off left, the camera pivots left, drops slightly, and tilts up as Ganji throws the shutter up. The so the camera move mirrors the movement of the men and then follows the movement of Ganji raising the shutters. And by dropping slightly and tilting up it creates an effect of this it makes the building across the street look bigger right that bigger and he goes impressive structure no and then he's talking about basically i like that's the that's where the mayor lives he's a silk merchant i just love kurosawa's use of interactive motion where something on screen is moving he is like the master of the subject change so you'll Mm, see we're following we're doing a follow shot we're doing a follow shot tracking shot of a subject and then all of a sudden we have a new subject and it'll boink it just as soon as he's the new subject in one case it's um mufune under the under the floorboards Mm -hmm. so as soon as we hit our new subject boom camera freezes changes direction or changes level to change subjects and it's all one shot like rather than cutting he's like it's a movie let's follow the motion so here here are our bad men we got two ronin fighting (laughs) (laughs) two dogs enter one man leaves um 
but I love multiple his use of multiple subjects in the shot. Yeah. Like one man in the foreground is the subject of the shot, but there'll be another person. It's not. Ever, it's barely ever just two people sitting around talking. Right. There'll be right. a guy. I'm gonna go get a drink. I'm gonna. <clears throat> I mean, the, the my one of the best examples is uh, 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 Sanjuro sitting on the stairs like. Remember those two guys you fucking hired to kill the magistrate? Feet come down one more step. Two pieces of silver. What a fucking ripoff. Boom, two more steps. And then he's like, and now Sebe's got him. And the dude like almost collapses and moves to the other side of the frame. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see his facial expressions at all. You get his entire emotional performance. Through his ankles. Through his ankles. Legitimately, like... What Best a, foot acting now needs to be a new category for the film. It's, it's really good to go watch that. I mean, all, all all Spielberg stuff is like this, but especially early Spielberg stuff will have these very long tracking shots that you don't even like. In you know Raiders of the Lost Ark, yep. they do it. There's a scene I believe in like a library where there's these um, like chalk chalkboards or whatever up, and they're talking about the mission they're going to go on. They're talking about the Ark of the Covenant yep. and the and as staff people and end, the, like we yep. track in, we go at, when Indy sits, the camera settles, it pans up, pans, you know, and it's all done in this one way. And yeah, it's this like this dance it's not lazy it's like a yeah, dance with the camera and it's well, you're so speaking cool. to my heart now spielberg so. it's oh yeah it, yeah there's an well and you can see the inspiration here. 100%, it's, it's subtle yeah. too i don't know if i would have noticed it if i hadn't been watching it for the show right. yeah. like there's an elegance to the way that this camera moves it's not one thing that we don't get and one thing i like about movies from the 60s like early 60s and the 50s and a lot of foreign films is we don't get hand cam right there is a certain like dude when you watch i love the born movies but when you get to the born i can't watch the when you get to the ultimatum and it's right. like can't do it right. can't do it you know it's just a like it's like okay there's seeing. a difference between hand cam and like just give the camera to like whoever the fuck and be like shoot matt damon you right. know yeah. And, yeah right like just turn image stabilization off and just right. fucking go for it that became when when that became popular. I felt it got there was it gets easier to. Well, it makes it look more uh, uh, dynamic. It makes it makes it, no, it the doesn't. actions when you shoot an action sequence and we're gonna do like fifty cuts and they're all hand cam shots and they're moving around. Like it was cool in Serenity and Firefly because that's all CG. So right. it hides the fact that you're doing CG right. when your CG goes out of focus as the camera racks in. Right. But it's. It can be like, dude, like any James Bond fight scene ever mm-hmm. versus every fight scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. All of these are shot so clean, smooth, stable. It showcases your stunt work. I think that might be part of it, too, is we're kind of moving away from stunt work and more into like CG. Mm, yeah. and well, into yeah. No, no, it's it's it, and it kind of brings me to my my technical nerdy point from this movie is, again, that the imitators missed what made this movie matter like they're like oh it's bloody we'll have more blood you know oh it's you know like like this lone badass rolls into town cool but our badass will be clean and like immaculate and rich and john right. wick and whatever right <laughs> i mean i love the john no wick me movies, too but yeah, and, yeah. And, and john wick is actively they're actively working against that they're like they brought him as low as they could at the beginning as the movies go on they're taking parts away from his body holy you shit know, right? i know like what a great moment yeah, at they're the really end. trying they're not saying love this guy that you know and he is depressed and he is like broken and so but um but the the general like imitators of this like you like even bruce willis um you know doing last man standing, man standing. Yeah. like cool bruce collect. willis Girl is upstairs. bruce willis is trying to be so cool and and uh and mifune is well, not he's really fucking good at it though no, no sure sure yeah right. but but right but it, but it's but it's what but i think it's what people miss so, you know that, they're missing the point yeah we're watching this and we're going okay Mufune is cool but right. he's cool in spite of himself Correct. he's not cool because he's cool you know he's 
That's a perfect. That's a great point. I think that where a lot of where a lot any any movie where the lead actor and the director and the idea is this guy is cool, cool. Mm-hmm. it just falls on its yeah. face every time. The coolest motherfuckers on screen. It is effortless. It is natural, and on the surface, they are they are not cool. Here, all right, yeah, so like they're down, actively working against down them. by law. Tom Waits's character, Fuck yes. or no, not down by law. Um, well, I was, saw that. Movie oh God, what is it? It might. It might be, yeah, it is down by law. Where he gets out of the prison. And is it the one where he gets where his girlfriend throws all her shit out the window and he's like oh, down on the street, so. surrounded yes, by yes, his yes, record yes, collection? Yes, 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 it is. Yeah, so like down by law, Tom Waits is cool as fuck and he is a loser in that movie. The Crow. Like Brandon Lee is literally dead right. for the whole film. Right. He's dead and he comes back and he's depressed. And what makes him cool is that he he's grieving and doesn't give a fuck and he's dirty and he's sweaty and his yep. makeup is running and smeared yep. it's not like i'm smoking a cigarette and there's when my hair's in the wind that's just it becomes self-satirizing right. if you try too hard right yeah you know what i mean no no it does it's 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 exactly right and and i think it's like it's so it's so lazy when we try to like it's like okay what's the first three things you remember about this movie and that's all we're gonna emulate you know like how cool the sword fights were that there was blood and you know (laughs) whatever it was violent the swords were cool yeah yeah and i do think it's a little bit of the uh mandela effect maybe uh, that people do where they're like they maybe they remember the geishas were hot and naked even though they weren't you know and like they might remember it this way i think your memory does clean some stuff up for you in retrospect but in john wick 3 when he fucking cuts his finger Mm -hmm. off you're like one that's totally fitting for him because that is the reason that they do that and um, like have the Yakuza mm-hmm. clip a finger is because with fine sword work, your pinky is actually the, the strongest part of your grip. So it weakens your sword grip sure. forever. So like how there it is again, like how formalized that world in John Wick is that really sells him as the Ronin character, yeah. you know, yeah. like he's part of this like priest class assassin right. warrior thing. But like when you see like the the hero get fucked up mm-hmm. like truly fucked up mm-hmm. like there's a i think it's high plains drifter where like clean eastwood gets like beaten yes. hung left for dead his yeah. face is melting yeah. in the sun and you're like jesus this is our like main dude isn't he supposed to be right he always looks a little rugged and that's what makes him cool yeah you is. know right because and, and it's because he's overcoming something you know like despite himself not buying his way out of it or sexing his way out of yeah, it. yeah just you know? s- smoking smoking at it right like right right like, i know how to fix which, this problem which is funny because i do have a note that you know we see the stick or the the, uh, the, the piece of wheat in the mouth the stick in the mouth thing, that yeah. becomes the cigar you know in the western <laughs> the cheroot, culture yeah yeah i love it um so an- another shot that I really loved, just to gloss some stuff really quick. Yeah. Basically, the inspector shows up into town. Uh, the inspector gets paid off, and the two gangs make peace because they need to start. And you know why? Because they need to make money again. Right. right. The inspector gets paid off, and then he keeps sticking around. So now these two gangs have all these hired men and nothing to do with them. Right. So they're just losing money every day this inspector's in town. That's why uh, Ushitora hires those two dudes to kill the magistrate. Kills the magistrate, inspector leaves town, but now the gangs are tapped because yeah. they've been sitting just like burning these hired, like, I, I gotta pay these guys every fucking day. So what's interesting about that, yeah. it's Carl coming downstairs. So what's interesting about that is these two gangs are like, I'll fucking kill you. We are sworn blood enemies. It's all, I hate everything. Like, they're uh, on my honor, I shall slash you. But these are not men of honor. These are men of money. These are men of commerce. So they are like, 
All right, listen, I got to sell some fucking silk. You got to sell some fucking sake. Let's just like halt on the killing each other for 10 days. If if this was an honor feud, if this was a blood feud, if these were samurai, Mm -hmm. money wouldn't even enter the equation. And this is why I keep saying like this movie kind of seems to be a critique of the westernization of Japan. The the entry where honor becomes secondary to to uh, like your quarter, your fourth quarter earnings. Well, you and, know what and, I mean. And if I, I'll raise the stakes on that too, I'll say it's a criticism of what's to come in the Westernization with America. But it's also a criticism of where they came from. Where mm. like as the later and later like uh, shogunate and stuff is really was more about paying money to Edo and right. you know and right. and being in charge. And what got them in their situation, you know, in World War II too, right? Where where they had venerated somebody who was just in it for money and sure. they entrusted them to, to 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 fix the problem which they never did. And you know what I mean? And it, it really was. I th- I think I think capitalism is the bad guy in this movie. To- uh, totally. And it's also like it's definitely or the it's, motivation. It's right. I think it's like the it's like the th- you know what it is? It's like the third gang. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, a great way to say it. So it like it's yeah like the boogeyman behind the scenes kind of vibe and it's what drives every single fucking person in this movie. That's just what I was thinking. That's the main motivator. Except for for Ganji, who uh, first thing we see him do is give this guy a free meal. Yep, it's like I know you don't have money. I I I know you don't have rice. Whatever. Which which you you know who else does that? The farmer. Yep. Mm-hmm. The farmer's like, I just lost my son to the gang. Old man, I'd like a drink of water. Okay, Gives him right a short away. bow. I mean, it's it's a rude bow, yeah, but he's yeah. like, it's it's like that. Uh, it's like the Viking thing. Hospitality mm-hmm. to yep. strangers, in tr- like in traditionally mm-hmm. important. It's the honorable thing yes. to do. Yep. Go ahead, have your water. You know, yep. Yep. and then he still gives him shit. You know, like he oh, slams yeah. the door so hard he he's breaks his fucking door. Behind, yeah. Oh, he, for sure. <laughs> but he let him have the. Drink. He let him have yep. the water. He gets shows up to Ganji and he's like, uh, "Hey, old man, will you feed me?" And you know who are the dudes? Who are the guys that Sanjuro does a solid for in this movie? He goes out of his the, way to save Ganji's life yep. later at his risking his own. And he doesn't kill the farmer's son because the farmer gave him water. Correct. These are honorable men and dealing and, with each other. And I think that this is kind of one of those the third or fourth layer deep where I think Kurosawa went out of his way to say, OK, for, you know, first he finds this town. He's like, this will be interesting. Then he shows up and he says, OK, all these people deserve to die. But then he doesn't do anything until he meets the one man worth saving. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah, like, good like, point. Because, and he spends all of his time there. He decides to stay, to stay after there. he meets Gunji. And I think yep. it's to protect him. I think it's to keep him safe because he's stirring all this shit up in town. So the one, but in, you know what I mean? So in the one person he cares about, he just keeps returning there. They're always like, oh, stay with us. Or you get the stipend. You can come live with us. Well, because we he stay. could he's very like, nope. easily said, well, this town's fucked. I guess I need to go down the other road now. Right. To, to, change and to make it on a larger scale maybe not simply to protect ganji but he sees that the seeds for yes for an honorable for a society worth saving are still here are still good people in that town there are still yeah he's like there are okay there are still good people here right i'm gonna fucking kids i'm gonna yeah yeah (laughs) but i also think it's important that when he saves the wife yeah, you know what I mean. When what was that? No, I just got a weird big old knot. Anyway, but sorry. when when he saves that guy's, well, he doesn't save that woman for that dude. That he says literally, men like that disgust me. Yep. That and, yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't want to do anything for for he he saves that woman because saving that woman, helping that family, that is the right thing to do by his code. Yeah. yeah. 
But when he comes back out and looks at those people and they're all bowing on the ground, he's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Take the money and go. I don't ever want to see you again. Never come back here. If you don't literally move, I will fucking kill you myself. It straight says it. (laughs) But with like Ganji and those dudes, he's like, all right, all right. I'm going to, I'll, I'll save you. We, we are honorable people. I can have a, they also go the extra mile to save him too. When he gets a fucking piss beat out. Because that's the honorable thing to do. I do like, like in this, in this, like, in the broadest metaphorical sense, we need more Sandros. We right, need right. these people in our society because too many of yeah, us now need more innkeepers and more. Yes, yeah. we need the well. Yeah, I, in some way, those people are all of a certain class that is becoming in even in this movie rare. There's only yeah. three of them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like we need more of them and less less people who are going to pick which gang to back. Right. right, who are chasing the most and, popular. And try and catch, try and catch Whatever. their dollar. I will. I will push back or or, or, or take another angle on the um, uh, on, on the family. Yeah, because, yeah. Because I I think that this is one moment where Kurosawa and Mufune had some talk. I think that we're seeing hints of 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 Sanjuro's backstory here because I think that his anger is disproportionate to what he's seeing and I think we're actually he's saying like I'm disgusted by this it feels more self-recriminating in his performance oh, to me it feels a little bit more like he's saying like I can do it. and the reason I, th- I think this is because when they come back to thank him he can't personally take it it's like I can't handle your gratitude this is the one emotion I'm not Shit, okay yeah. with almost like he's doing penance for something yes. in his past that's, and that's if what you're it really thankful like. then it's I'm not allowed to yeah yeah that's if I he open is a my ronin heart, so there is some sin there's back something there. it's like Roroni Kenshin he did some right. bad shit yeah, 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 yeah. exactly exactly and I feel like it's it's there and I think it's put there on purpose that was how I read it and I think yeah. it's really I like cool. that read yeah. a lot yeah it's very interesting and um the John Wick thing it's interesting because I like deserve thanks yeah where Wick and where Wick I think well, they're trying to do this but it doesn't work is like Wick's a bad guy He's the yeah, bad absolutely. guy. Like John Wick, you yeah. mean? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Baba, yeah. Yaga. Baba Yaga. Yeah. Like, sure, he was killing. They're like, oh, he killed the bad guys first. No, but, but he, but he was a, a bad guy. He just worked for the Russian mob. Right. He's clearly a villain. Any right. other movie, we like him he's because a villain. When we meet he him, lost a puppy. he just had a wife that right. died they suddenly. Him. Exactly. He's yep. a ronin. He's a masterless killer. Yes. Yep. Yep, and and so and I think that in this Lone Wolf and Cub, dude, that guy's uh, a bad guy. The first thing you yes. see in the first Lone Wolf and Cub movie I is I still need he, to see them. So I won't spoil it. Oh Sorry. my god, I, I almost just gave away something the huge. They're, I've oh I've read the the graphic the, novels. They're all yeah. they're all on the Criterion Collection, and the restorations will take your breath away. Yeah, because your eyes will fall out of your head. But it's so so to this. I it was an interesting thing where where I felt like that was the one time I actually got teary. When he was telling them to go away, because I felt like he was in so much pain from them, not anger. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just a vibe, but it was a really, I, I thought it was a really intriguing moment. And, I mean, and it, yeah, I can't wait to watch this movie again. Like, <laughs> yeah. which reminds me why you need to go over to Patreon.com and support. <laughs> This Dude, podcast, sir, what are you guys guest. doing? Like a, the I ultimate, love it. He plugs our the show. The ultimate hype man. It's like the Key and Peele skit where like the hype man <laughs> yes. is like, He's a, you, ah! you are, you Obama's are very, anger. You, yes, no, I, yeah. for me, you're our very own Jason Sudeik is jumping in in a red jumpsuit. Turning, What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> this is what we need. Yeah, we need more red jumpsuit, Jeffrey. Yep. I, I'll wear it next This time. episode was a three-hour monster. So rather than uh, letting it stomp your Tokyos to dust, I used the mighty sword of Logic Pro to cut it in twain. 
Um, so that next episode, uh, part two of this conversation will drop in the next couple of days. And then following that, I've got La Jete cut. I've got 12 Monkeys cut. I've got Half Nelson scheduled with Cassandra of Cassandra Explains It All for tonight, 9 p.m. And then I've got our first shootout, our quarter one shootout. Uh, first shootout of season five scheduled with Carl for this Thursday. All right, I get it. Okay, all right. See you all next time. Goodbye.